York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show here giving you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time. And guess what, guys? It's time to talk about a Knicks win because the Knicks beat the Jacks 126 to 120. And now let's get to these stats. RJ Barrett gives you 20 points six rebounds and three assists julius randall gives you 31 points two assists and six rebounds jalen brunson our guard our all-star gives 38 points five assists and three rebounds that's right 38 points on their head emmanuel quickly comes off the bench plays defense cooks people and then drops 15 points and five rebounds all right uh but this is this is this, is, this is, i know we talking about the big 30 point games today i know emmanuel quickly has been something but today we're here to really talk about josh hart who left his heart on the floor on his nick debut 25 minutes of game action gives you 11 points seven rebounds four assists four offensive rebounds and four steals gave us all the energy all the heart we needed to pull out this win versus the utah jazz the knicks have the offensive rebounding edge 20 to 11 win the points all turnover game 17 to 10 and take care of business at home versus the jazz it looks like for a while we didn't want to play defense we played just enough defense to take out the jazz and the knicks are 500 at home once again for the first time this season so shout out to these knicks and on top of that jalen brunson and julius randall have back-to-back 30-point games. I don't, it's been a while since two Knicks have had back-to-back 30-point games. So shout out to these Knicks. Shout out to my guy, Josh Hart, Mr. Mini Dennis Rodman in the building. And the Knicks win. And the crowd goes wild. I'm loving this Josh Hart signing more and more, Ryan G. And we're gonna talk about it all, right? Before I talk about it, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button and shout out to FUBU TV. If you love the Knicks and you don't want to watch them for free on MSG, all you got to do is go to FUBUTV.com slash KOT. That's FUBUTV.com slash KOT to catch those Knicks for free for seven days. Okay, let's get it. Let's get I'm loving this with Ryan G. I'm Oh, everybody was talking all the smack. Oh, we gave up uh, uh, the first for Josh. Oh, Josh Hart is a Josh Hart. He, he's just a robot. Just Josh Hart is looking like just like what the doctor ordered, man. I really enjoyed having Josh Hart on his team. Ah, oh, man, man, Ryan G. I, I'm, I'm gonna let you get a word in, Ryan G, because I'm just about to go off. Go ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So 
Well, yeah, first and foremost, man, you see a lot of people, well, I should say a lot of fans within Knicks Nation. Like if Knicks don't make that big splash, you know, where they bring in a superstar player, whatever the case may be, they get upset. And then yeah. they see the Knicks get a small move for a guy like Josh Hart, and they're like, you know, eh, it's just another role player, you know. How is he going to help the team, you know, level up or whatever the case may be and blah, blah, blah. And Josh Hart showed tonight what he adds to the team. And yes, sir. I think the one thing, I think the thing that's most noticeable about Josh Hart when he comes to the court is his energy. Yes. Guy plays, the guy has a high motor and it's, and it's like he's all over the court playing defense when, when, the, when there's a loose ball. It's like he gravitates, like it's like the ball kind of gravitates towards him because wherever the ball is, it's like he's right there. Yeah. Typical of loose balls, loose rebounds. And we discussed it on the previous podcast as well, you know, for all the for the OB fans out there, you know, like with this guy rebounding the ball and pushing the pace a bit, it's gonna help Obi a bit as well. And you even saw tonight, I think it was on like a, a few occasions, like two or three occasions where he got the where he got the defensive rebound and pushed the ball, and Obi was running on that break. And he pushed the ball up to Obi, and Obi had, I think, about two or three opportunities at the rim to finish. You know, a couple, I think a couple of them he got fouled on or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So your heart is definitely what the doctor ordered. But, you know, again, Randall, Brunson, 38-31 right there. You know, those two guys really carried a lot on offense, and R.J. Barrett contributing 20 as well. Right there, those three combined for 89 points, which is kind of crazy. Super crazy. Yeah. Listen. Josh Hart right now, Josh Hart, he he looking like a mini Dennis Rodman to me. All right, he looking very mini Dennis Rodman. Is Dennis Rodman was a six seven guy who gave you 20, 20 rebounds, eighteen rebounds a game some seasons. So maybe it's not that that kind of uh, excessive, but the way Josh Hart pursues the basketball on defense, offensive rebounds. Um, just getting over screens, the energy he plays with for the sustained amount of time in which he plays it is insane to me. I, I we kind of compared him to to Grimes already, but he's like Quentin Grimes, but on steroids, like a jacked up version of Quentin Grimes on the defense. Like uh, he. He's really representing that number three on his chest right now because John Starks was that dog when he came to New York Knicks and Josh Hart exemplifies that dog. I'm going to eat you mentality. He just seems like he he fits seamlessly with this team and he hasn't even had a, a practice yet, Ryan. He hasn't even had a practice offensive sets. I don't even think I want dude to practice. Tips, <laughs> if you're listening, tips, if you're listening, I know you you like practice, but I'm on my Allen Iverson right now. When I'm saying practice, you talking about practice? Not a game, but pra- man, never practice. Josh Hart never practiced with the team. All right, just come in the game, <laughs> come in the game, and just play off of instincts, and things will just happen because the way he. He just pursued every loose ball. The way he went with that second unit and just seamlessly started sending our team into fast breaks, finding Obi Toppin 
in the lane because you know no one likes to pass the ball to Obi Toppin anymore. Finding him in the lane, the way he just got in the game and started hitting dagger threes in the fourth quarter when we needed it. The way he did that with no practice at all is the way I want him to stay. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything to add to that, man. But Josh Hart is woof, woof, and this it could be the honeymoon stage because if we just got him, he's hyped up from being the guard at the same time. But Josh Hart, man, what are the hell of the first game? What are the hell of an impression? Yeah, man, and I, I do want to mention one thing though because I think. Some of the concerns with Josh Hart is, you know, with him coming in, how the minute distribution is going to look like. Yeah. And so far you can kind of see, like, who's going to lose a few minutes. But I don't – but I still don't think it's too bad. I mean, the unfortunate thing is that, you know, McBride looked like he's going to be the odd man out. Yeah. At this point because, you know, he had – he had did not play and Hart pretty much took his minutes. But if you look at the minutes distribution, like, Hart had 25 minutes – Quickly had 23 minutes. Hardesty had 24 minutes. So clearly from that, you can see that Quickly is going to still get his time. Hardesty is going to still get his time. Grimes had 22 minutes, which is a bit lower. So I think that's to be expected. Yeah. But, I also, but also at the same time, I feel like Hart was more effective than Grimes today. So yes. I think that also contributed to the fact that Hart played more than Grimes. I think if Grimes was a bit more effective, you know, Grimes would have played probably played maybe about 25, 26, 27 minutes. So... Yeah, I still sort of. I think the minute distribution is a is a bit better, to be honest. Julius Randle, Brunson still playing a bit too much. Thirty eight minutes. I would like to see that lower to like maybe thirty five, hopefully. But overall, I think the minute the minute distribution is pretty good. And at this point, like Obi Toppin playing nine minutes, it seems like Thibs is only playing him because he feels like he's obligated to play him. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> point, so. just just long, just just don't play him at the four. Just, yeah. just, just don't blame at the four. The one, the, the one thing I will hope is that if Josh Hart affects that second unit, um, like the way he did today, because the second unit was humming when he was in the game. You already saw, like the second unit plays fast already, Ryan. But with Hart in the game with them, like the the way he just forces steals. Like right now, Knicks are dead last. Knicks are absolutely dead last in forcing steals. So we don't get a lot of chances to really get in transition. But the way he does that with the second unit, and I, I think is a possibility that Obi can play more with Josh Hart playing with this second unit because Tibbs might have more of a comfort level of riding out the second unit for, for longer stretches of time. So I, maybe it's me just being extremely optimistic, but uh, I know we had Errol here today and he was talking about how Josh Hart can kind of cover up some of the rebounding issues with, for, with OB in general. I, I can see that starting to happen with Josh Hart being with the second unit. Now we talked about minutes distribution and unfortunately, it's still looking like a nine-man rotation and McBride is out. So I don't like that. But the impact he has, the way you're able to stick him on like taller wings who are killing us all night, like we, we need that. Because uh, let's be honest, we was getting killed. We was getting killed by, by, by the... the by point of attack uh, offense all night. 
So we're going to need heart and some size coming in with that second unit. Yeah, most definitely. And it's kind of funny because I'm, I'm just going to throw this fact out there because Utah, right? So for like a good chunk of the game, Utah played with a three big lineup, three seven footers in at the same time. Yeah. And yet they could not out rebound the Knicks, which I find completely hilarious. <laughs> no. Like, like, yo, like, what, like, yo, y'all, y'all are big for what? Three seven footers out there, and you still cannot eat, and you still cannot out rebound the Knicks? Bruh. Yo, remember like, Big for what? Remember playing ball back in like high school and there'd be like that 6'2 guy who couldn't rebound and couldn't make layups? Yeah, that's what it was like watching the, the, the yeah. big, the Utah bigs trying to rebound today. Big for what? And you had a great point. We out-rebounded these guys off, off on the offensive glass ridiculously. 20 offensive rebounds for these New York Knicks, which is insane. To 11 without Mitch Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, can you, you imagine <laughs> when Mitchell Robinson actually comes back? It's going to be crazy. What? It's going to be crazy. Insane. The, the rebound? It's going to be nuts. This is starting to look like that old school 90s beat you up. Out rebound you, grind you out, team. With the way that Leon and these guys are building this team out, like we can really start to overwhelm teams with this rebound. We're already top of the leagues in rebounding, top two in offensive rebound. We might be the number one offensive rebounding team by the end of the season when Mitch actually comes back. Exactly, and I don't really want to turn this into a whole like Thibs thing, but. I got to shout out Big Perk on ESPN because he's one of the few guys on ESPN actually be standing up for the Knicks. And yeah. he said it perfectly. He was like, the reason why he thinks the Knicks can go somewhere and possibly go into the second round, even though I'm not really 100% sure about that yet. So I'm, I'm not on that. I'm not on that bandwagon yet, but mm-hmm. he said one of the reasons why he thinks the Knicks could possibly go, possibly go into, into the second round is because the Knicks actually have an identity. Like when you play the Knicks, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. That's 100% with this team. Like, this team is grinded out, kill you on the boards, physical. And that type of play against the right teams, you can wear down teams and and push by them in the playoffs. So, you, you know, you definitely have to big up, you know, dips for that because he definitely established an identity with this team where every night you know what you're going to get from this team. And this team's going to play hard. They're going to play defense. They're going to crash the boards. And they're going to come at you with the physical. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All that. We just have to avoid this. This. Listen, right now we're in seventh place. The Heat just won. Uh, if we right now, the playoffs start today, we playing the Bucks, and I need to avoid them at all costs. All right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I said that's why I said I'm not on, I'm not fully on board yet with what Perk is saying, but I'm just saying the identity part. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the identity part. Yes. But here's one thing I will say. The identity. With Hart here right now, guys, you remember how many games we lost in the last minute, last 30 seconds, because we could not get that last rebound. We could get not we could not get that last steal. We could got get that last hustle play. 
one of the hardest, the toughest losses of the season, Knicks versus the Dallas. We lost because we couldn't get that rebound. Hard here in those key possessions now. It gives us a lot better chance to make those hustle intangible type of plays. When you have a guy like Mini Dennis Robin, aka Josh Hart, who has a nose for the ball like he does. All right. He got that nose nose for the ball. He got that that Mario, like that Mario nose. He got that Pinocchio nose for this. This guy has a nose for the ball. So uh, when it comes to close games. We still need like another finisher here. Maybe, maybe that's RJ stepping up or retrace for one or whatever, but we are that much closer to winning a lot of these close games with Josh Hart helping us finish the game for sure. I'm, I'm certain of it. Um, and like Ryan G said, depending on who's having a better game, might close, so maybe it might be Grimes one day, it might be Josh Hart another day, but I can definitely see Josh Hart closing a lot of these games. Ah, all right, we got all the excitement. <laughs> the phone lines are working, so if you want to call in and talk Knicks basketball, check that number out at the bottom of the screen. All right, it flashes at the bottom 319. Five two seven six two four one. That's three one nine five two seven six two four one. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, and share to your fellow Knicks Nation guys who want to watch some good basketball breakdowns from the KOT show. All right, all right. I, I, let, let's let's get to some other guys. The, these hold on. Even when I try to talk about Brunson, I'm going back to Josh Hart. All right. All right, with Brunson and Randall once again combined for 30 points, which is insane. I'm not combined for 30 points. They both scored back 30 points once again on back-to-back -back games. And you know what's funny, Ryan G? I did not like the process in the first quarter. I did not, I did not like it. The first quarter looked like a playground game. It looked like I was watching. It looks like I was watching like a basketball movie, Ryan G. You know one of those basketball movies, say like Hustle, mm -hmm. where there's like one guy on one side and he's the arch rival, the other guy on the other side. So all they, even though there's five players on each team, they just go back and forth, yeah, trying to score on each other. That's what I felt like I was watching when I watched the first quarter. I felt like Sexton and Brunson had like a beef that went by for like 10 years and they met up on a basketball court today to duke it out. And they were just going one on one for like the whole first quarter. And I didn't like it, but I liked it because we was winning the quarter. It was, it was, it was a weird situation once again, where the ball wasn't moving, but the talent level for our team is just so good that we were able to outdo them even with the ISO. <laughs> Am I crazy? No, I definitely agree. Um, Brunson and Sexton definitely were going back and forth in that first quarter. And it's kind of funny because Sexton's my guy too. Like I, yeah, I, 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 I've, yeah, I've always been a fan of Sexton the Thanks. way he's played. And I like the way, and I like, you know, the fact that he's kind of a dog, you know what I mean? Like, offensively defensively he's going to bring it to you but yeah they were going back and forth in the first quarter 
it definitely seemed there was definitely a whole lot of isolation ball, not a lot of ball movement. But like you said, the Knicks were winning, so it was like it was kind of excusable. But at the same time, it's like you don't want to see that kind of play. You know, you want them to move the ball around, get other players involved, etc. But I mean, overall, it's really hard to argue because what Brunson scored like 15 points in the first quarter, so it's hard to argue. But yeah, you would like to see more ball movement. <laughs> It was just like my turn, but they're so good at it. And this is going to be like the push pull for this team this whole season. This guy is just too good. Like you look at these numbers and he's like 50% from the field and 40% from three. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, but and, and the funny part is too, here's the thing I did like it. Cause even though it started off like that in the first quarter, the fourth quarter process was completely different. It was completely different. I felt like the fourth quarter we started to put it together. The ball started to move a lot more. They recognized that Josh Hart was feeling it. The ball was going from left to right. And they found Josh Hart opening the corner for three or a few times. And I would like to still sprinkle, not even sprinkle. I would like to pour more of that into this team's DNA for longer stretches of time. Because I thought we was about to turn a corner from yesterday with the way he moved the ball for three quarters. Um, but I want to see more of that today. But this is all nitpicky stuff because at the end of the day, Jalen Brunson is all-star level. Julius Randle is playing out of his mind. And they both outdueled the Utah Jazz guys. Um, even marketed who started to light it up from three in the fourth quarter. And not only that, we actually got stops. Yeah. We actually got stops. Uh, but I, I just want to point that out. I don't know if you have any other things you want to talk about when it comes to those guys or or the game in general. No, nah, like, you know, I think with Brunson, you know, he the Knicks definitely played better in the fourth quarter. They, they definitely moved the ball around more, and the isolations were definitely much better in the fourth quarter as opposed to the first. And, you know, guys just pretty much stepped up. Um RJ tonight, I, I do want to get into RJ a little bit because, um, yeah, so, you know, RJ had, you know, 20 points, he shot terrible from the field, but at the same time, I felt like in the fourth quarter, he also made some good plays as well, Yeah, especially, especially when driving to the basket, like he made some good drives to the basket and was able to finish at the rim, so I do want to give RJ credit for that as well. He does need to, you know, shoot the ball better. You know, he definitely is not shooting the ball. He hasn't shot the ball well the last few games or so. But yeah. I do see positive signs with Barrett. Like, I do see him, like, kind of, like, coming around now a bit. You know, defensively, he still struggles a little bit. But I think defensively, he was okay today. Like, I wasn't too hard on him today defensively. But I think his offense is coming back around. Defensively, it was weird, man, because we was getting killed by – uh tucker for sure let's look at these stats real quick lloyd marketing it's funny lordy marketing ended up with 29 points on the night but i think we did a pretty good job guarding him today he got eight for ten from except for the free throw shots we sent him to the line a bit much but yeah. Sexton with 15 points and jordan clarkson's 24 was really what was really pissing me off for most of the night we yeah. just could not stop those guys for extended periods of time. And I didn't know why. And this is another reason why I was like, man, I miss Mitch today. 
Um, cause we, we won the game, but I felt like our point of attack defense was lacking, whether it was RJ, whether it was Grimes a little bit, or even Brunson, cause Sexton was going after Brunson and now pick and roll defense was bad as too bad as well. Sims was, was trying out there, but he was getting hammered for a while. He was getting offensive rebounds for a little bit and he couldn't stop, uh, the guards who was going into the pain either. And then this is another one of those games where I'm like, man, if Mitch was here instead of Sims or instead of Hart, we might have fared, fared uh, better for a second. But this is all nitpicky stuff because at the end of the day, the Knicks, Knicks won the game. We put it together. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I, I kind of disagree with you a little bit. I didn't love RJ's defense today, I Ryan. Like I didn't like his defense. I'm just saying it, it was okay. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. But what I will say about RJ is the big shot moniker that that has kind of fallen for the years here, it still kind of lives and it's still it's kind of what gives me a little bit of hope with RJ Barrett because he'll struggle for quarters. And I did not like his process as well. I didn't I felt like RJ forced some bad shots into traffic a few times. And of course, he wasn't shooting well. But in that last three minutes of the game, when the game is on the line and we need the big bucket, RJ Barry was the first guy to turn into the bottom on and hit the big three when we was trying to search it. You know what I mean? He started getting the game going from the three-point line a few times in the fourth quarter. So that part where he has that mental toughness and no matter how bad I play the whole game, I can finish. I still appreciate that part of RJ Barrett's game. Um, but it's like, man, I wish the path there was a lot smoother. Yeah. And that's why Barrett is off the hook for me tonight, because in the fourth quarter, he did show up offensively. So, you know, he's off the hook overall, but still need to see better from RJ Barrett. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. yo, And salute to the chat, man. If you want to call in, you know what to do. That that number, 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241 if you want to talk that Knicks basketball. All right. Um what and Sims today too, like I feel like Sims today too. I, w- I was kind of struggling the way Sims was playing as well. I feel like I don't know what to make of it, Ryan. I mean, I I think for Sims today, in a way, I think it was kind of tough for him because like. Like the guys Utah has, like Utah has like bigs, like they have three bigs that's seven feet taller, and Sims is smaller than all these guys, you know. And I and I do think he had a good stretch where he was grabbing offensive boards and grabbing rebounds and blocking out and stuff like that against these bigger guys. But at the same time, it's like he is kind of undersized against these guys, and I think in a way, you know, he did he did kind of struggle at times. When you know, as when he was out there, and I think that's why this probably went oh, when we hard signed late in the game because mm-hmm. hard signed very better against these guys. But for Sims, like like 
he he played hard. I'll, I'll leave that down. He played yeah. hard tonight. He definitely tried his best. He, he tried to, and, he, and like I said, he did have a good stretch where he was rebounding the ball and blocking out against these bigger guys. So, I mean, that's all we got to say about Sims. Yeah, it, it's funny how uh, what a difference a week makes. I'm starting to like Hartenstein a little bit more than I thought I was in a, over the last couple of weeks. And um, when I thought it was the Sims over everything, but man, it seems it seems like the threshold is getting closer. I still like Sims as a player. I still feel like this perimeter defense is still pretty pretty good. He's pretty good on switches, but the taller, long guy seems to still kind of bother him. So get well soon, Mitch. Um, I can't wait till you get back. But you know what? Um, I have a question for you, Ryan, and even you guys in the chat because. The we you finally got like a backup wing who can really has a really injected some energy in this team and it's only been one game so far. So I don't like being ahead of myself too much usually. I'm usually kind of level headed in my approach with most things. If you guys haven't noticed already, I'll joke and I'll exaggerate and I'll I'll laugh about you know playoff team championship on. I'll laugh. I'll do that stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm usually on a, on the side of. It's one game. Let's see how this moves going forward. We play tougher teams. We have more talent. That's usually how I usually analyze the game. But with Josh Hart now on his team, Ryan, does your perception of the team change on how far it goes? Do you feel like we can actually pull out a few more wins this season with the addition of Josh Hart now here? Because for the second time in a row, Deion Rose is, you know, he got Derrick Rose here and energized the bench and, and it's like, damn it, he just did it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you in a way, like, I don't really want to, like, jump out my seat and be like, you know, all of a sudden be like, oh, you know, the Knicks are going to, you know, win all these games now because we got a, you know, a role player or whatever the case may be. But I'll say this, like, I think Josh Hart will will help from the standpoint of, you know, with Mitch being out, mm-hmm. like his energy might give the Knicks like one or two more wins in, in that case. Like maybe, you know, for example, like if Josh Hart played in some of the games that the Knicks lost without Mitch in the past, if we had a Josh Hart on our team, Knicks would probably end up winning one or two of those games. Yeah. If Josh Hart was playing. For sure. Yeah, so... I think like he'll help the Knicks with Mitch out where, you know, one or two of those games where the Knicks would probably lose. Like his energy and his overall play might eke out one or two wins. But I think the true impact will be when Mitch actually comes back. I think when Mitch actually comes back and stabilizes the defense more, I think that's when Hart is going to really start to make a difference. Like that extra oomph that the Knicks need. I don't see the Knicks doing anything crazy. Like they'll win like, five, ten more games. I don't see that, but I do see with Hart here, the Knicks might probably win like maybe three or more more games, three or four more games. It's funny because when I think about the, the and I mentioned this earlier, earlier today, Ryan, when I think about the games that we lost, how many of those were close games? One or two minutes, one or two possessions. How many of those games were the starters did their thing. The bench came in and the bench 
kind of lost the lead and we had to bring the starters in earlier than we wanted to. How many of your games were like one possession games, clutch games, where we just get and get the rebound, we get and get the steal. We like, there was a lot of those games. We've, we've yeah. been in a, I don't know how many close games we've been in, but we have to have been in like top, at least top five in the league in close games. So it's really hard to me to quantify how hard will impact the amount of games you win because I feel like maybe we win maybe half of those games instead of like, you know, three or four, like we have been, it's, 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 it's interesting. It's interesting. And also considering this too, the, the shit, the power, the shift of power is interesting. The Nets, I can't see the Nets being the fifth seed for this long anymore. I feel like now the Nets are kind of on borrowed time. New York Knicks, hold on, hold on. We need to beat the Brooklyn paint jobs on Monday, all right? That's a must win. That's a must win game. Must win. All right? We have to beat that team. Okay? <laughs> But like with the Nets falling, um, we and what's it? We have the Nets next. We have the ne- next few games: Nets, Hawks, Wizards, Pelicans, Celtics, Nets again. Then the Heat, Celtics. Like we have a lot of winnable games coming up, and there's some tough ones as well. I had us at around 50, 50 games. I mean, not fifty games. I had us around forty-two games on the season, give or take two. 42 to 40, 42 to like 45. I don't know. I can see it's ticking up to like 47, maybe. I'm not quite at the burger. Like, like <laughs> I'm not quite at the burger. Like when Lee, Lee was on a 50 burger from the rip. I can see us going to like the 47, maybe. Getting more like, of these close game wins. But we still have a lot of work to do. But yeah, most definitely like. Like, for example, like, the, like this is the impact I think Josh Hart would make. Like, say, for example, without Josh Hart, the Knicks are going to win 43 games at the end of the season, just to, for an example. Mm-hmm. I think when Josh Hart hit those 43 wins, will probably turn into, like, 46 or 47. Like, I think it's going to be an impact like that. Yeah, which is, which is a phenomenal. And listen, I had to take that this team, in the beginning of the season, I said this team is, is better than the, the, the four seed. <laughs> the four seed that was in the COVID year, and I, I think that prediction is starting to hold up. Prediction is definitely starting to hold up. I think we're going to be really good at the end of the year, even if we're a lower seed. I always felt like the East is just more competitive, and that's why, even though we we have a better uh, team in general, we would still be better this year. But I think that's going to hold up for sure. All right, for sure. Yo, salute to the chat, man. Everybody's is coming to celebrate this win today. Shout out to Nick Yak, Wayne Peterson, Roberto Rivera, uh, Delano Steele Jr., Corey Lee, Wayne Patterson. Shout out to Jason M. Pudge NYC, Glamour Knicks, my guy Alexander. Shout out to everybody who's rocking, repping the KOT show. Hit that like and subscribe button if you're enjoying the show. And also, if you want to, you can call in 
Call in and dial that number. The number flashes at the bottom of the screen, 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241. I see my guy Nuggy, Nuggy Fresh is in the building. Shout out to my guy Nuggy Fresh. Okay. Oh, Cody, I see Cody's, oh, shout out to my guy Cody. Cody's an OG KOT head, man. We, we was just on SoundCloud. Cody was rocking with a shout out to Cody, man. Facts, facts. Never forget your day once. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. But uh, yo, if nobody calls in, man, we can, we can start to wrap it up and I keep it a short show. I don't know if you have any bruh picks today. Uh, bruh, bruh picks, bruh picks, bruh picks. I mean, I'm, there, there, I think there was a couple of bruh picks in this game. I mean, I, I've seen Jordan Cox had a pretty, pretty errant pass as well. When you try to, I think, I, I, ah, damn, I forgot who was trying to cut to the basket, but then he threw it and he threw it out of bounds. But yeah, there was some miscommunication. But besides that, like, I don't know. That's any bro picks? I don't really have a bro pick tonight, though. I got a bro pick. I have to be on the lookout, man. I got to be on the lookout. I got, lookout. I got a bro pick. All right, here we go. Bro pick for you people who don't know are, are just usually stupid basketball plays or just anything dumb that you see that happens around the world. This doesn't even have to be basketball lit. All right. My bro pick anybody who was hating on Josh Hart before he even put on a Knicks uniform, before he even saw how he played in Knicks uniform, I, I'm giving you this. Bruh. The biggest bro, all right? Because that the back pedaling y'all about to do the back man the the back pedaling y'all about to do with the way Josh Hart showing out on this is is is, is going to be phenomenal because there's just been a trend of it's funny I just feel like there's been an unnecessarily large amount of hate and I'm starting to realize not even starting to realize it has more to do with Tibbs and Cam Reddish than the actual players. Like Grimes is getting hate, Josh Hart is getting hate, but it's not, it's like misdirected. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's kind of, you know what it is, Ryan? It's like, it's like when you, it's like if, if your girl leaves you, but then you hate the dude that your girl is, the girl is with right now. It's kind of like that. You know what I mean? It's like the dude ain't do nothing to you. And it doesn't really have nothing to do with dude. It's just, it's, it's just a weird it's just a weird energy, misdirected hate. You know what I mean? And I, I just need people to get back to like liking people who rock rep the orange and blue for real. You know what I mean? So if you're wearing an orange and blue jersey, if I'm a, even if I'm frustrated with you, I'm going to rock with you. So shout out to everybody who's rocking with the orange and blue. Exactly. And all I got to say is anybody who was with the cam hive, and y'all feel salty about this move, I'm pretty sure the Blazers can use a bit more fans. Go and become fans of the Blazers, okay? I'm with you, Ron. And here's the thing. I don't hate Cam. It's, it's like, I actually think Cam could be a good player, even with his faults. But, like, the Cam Hive is, is woof. We thought the Frank Hive was crazy, and I was part of the Frank Hive. But I didn't hate everybody else on the team because I like Frank. Like that was, <laughs> And my whole thing is this: like people are acting like as if playing 
Cam Reddish would have gave the Knicks like five extra wins this season. Like they were acting like as if this man's a superstar. And I'm like, yo, y'all see the man perform this season. Yeah, he had some good games, but he also had some rough games as well. Like this man is not a game changer. Why are you on this man's jock so much? Like, yo, jump off. <laughs> yo. <laughs> Raji, Raji. Jump off. <laughs> it's and, yo, I wish Cam the best. I wish I, hopefully I wish this is, I hope it's a situation where I hope it's a situation like the Sacramento Kings and the Pacers. You know what I mean? Where both teams end up on top. Because I still I still don't like what Tibbs did when Cam was here. Like I don't like him benching him for a month and a half, even when we shorthanded. It looked very personal to me. It seemed very personal to me. I understand picking Grimes over Cam. I still understand that decision to this day, but I don't like the way all that transpired. So at the end of the day, Josh Hart is here. I love the way he, I love what he's doing for this team. Cam over there in Portland. I hope Cam shows out and does well in Portland. Except when we play on March 14th. I hope he has a horrible game. All right. <laughs> Every other game, though, I hope the hope the young man does well. <laughs> exactly, like like you know, like I said, like I don't, I have no hate towards Cam. It's just that some of these fans just be wilding, man. I'm just like, yo, y'all just need to shut up, man. Like <laughs> y'all just be wild for no reason. Yeah, going for this guy like as if he's a superstar. Like stop him. Yeah, he 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 has potential. He has to put it together. He has potential. Yes. All right, but shout out. We got a super chat. Shout out to Alexander. Who sends a four dollar and twenty cent super chat? It says day one art, uh, day one heart hive. We here. I'm with you. Our hive is here really. Day one, show it out. There's still room. Our <laughs> hive, heart hive is here to stay, man. And that oh, man, man sounds like he's here to stay too. He already came in first prompt, first press conference out the gate. Talked about how he he's ready to have a home. All Thanks. right. So I think he's here to stay too. It's just the way, just the way that he's passing the brunch, it just seems like it's here. Yo, Roberto Rivera for the fourth. Yo, I already know Alexander is a, is a weed head. The way he always giving four twenty super chats. Like I already know. I already know he can't wait till April. All right. All right. Yo, short, short and sweet show, man. That's our show, Ryan G. We can just wrap it up right now. No one wants to call in. It's a Saturday. Yo, go ahead and party. Go ahead to sleep. Do whatever you want to whatever you want to do today. Knicks win. Beat the Jags. Next team up is the Nets. Let's get some revenge and beat up on these Brooklyn paint jobs. That gentrified Brooklyn team who didn't belong here in the first place. All right. Ryan G, let them know where they can find you, sir. You can find my Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I. L L I and you can also find me at Sergi's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. That's right. Listen, I'm gonna tell you where to find this as well. You can find you can find the KOT show. Get the snapbacks first of all, blue and orange, black and white at the nicktimeshow.com slash catalog. Just go to nicktimeshow.com, hit catalog, boom, all the merch is there. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, the KOT show on Twitter. Nick and Tom show on Instagram and Facebook. 
and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts, listen to the KOT show, and definitely hit that like and subscribe button for us as well. Also, one last shout out to FUBU TV. If you want to watch the Knicks for free for seven days, go to FUBUTV.com slash KOT. You already see this flashes at the bottom of the screen. And once you're there, you can record games. You can watch Martin. You can watch anything you want. And you can cut your subscription whenever you want as well. So shout out to FUBUTV.com slash KOT for rocking with us. All right. So shout out to them. All right. That is Yo. our show. Oh. <laughs> what happened? Yo, the Nets keep taking jabs left and right, man. Oh, man. So as y'all know, the downfall of Nets nation has been very steep. Oh, yeah. Very steep. Oh, yes. So, as you know, Kyrie asked out. He got traded. Then KD asked out. He got traded. Mm. One of their new players came in, Mikhail Bridges. Oh, and they yeah. were asking him about playing in New York. My man expressed his love for MSG. And then he said, well, Barkley said to well, I remember playing here in college. That's about it. That's about and, it. And now James Harden came out. And now James Harden is saying that he emphasized the dysfunction within the Nets organization. It's, now he's saying that he doesn't look like a quitter after the recent trades of KD and Kyrie. <laughs> Bruh. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So what you're trying to say is the Nets aren't cool? Is that what you're trying to say? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm 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 trying to say that, you know, people used to talk about the Knicks being dysfunctional, but it seems like that dysfunction went over the bridge. Yeah. And now it's Bruh. the other team over the bridge. That's a that's the dysfunctional team. Yeah. 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 I I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I just have one question. I have one question. All right. Don't you regret not coming to the net? I mean, let's go, KD. Don't you regret not coming to the net? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Ryan, yo, if we ever win a chip, I'm playing that cut. I'm playing that drop again. All right. I'm playing that drop again. If we ever win a chip, 100% playing that. All right, man. All right. Um, uh, we, can end, we can end the show right now. That was a good place to end it. That is our show, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you hit like the show, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and we will be here talking Knicks Nets. And if we win, don't let me win that game because that clip, that drop is going right back and win that game. All right. That is our show. We out of here. And uh, yeah, wait. I'm sorry. As always. Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That's our show. We out this mug. Peace. That's right. York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,